introduce to you Chris, who's my new friend. We met yesterday. Yeah. This guy's great. Um, I actually, probably like some of you, my knowledge of Chris is the message that's been circulating, the Three Realms sermon, which I think has kind of developed a bunch of eager people to hear what Chris has to say. So um, anyway, I got to spend probably a three-hour lunch with him yesterday, which was a major blessing, and I left completely wrecked, um, which is definitely the truth. And uh, so anyway, I'm just excited. So thanks for being here, man. My pleasure. Welcome to Birmingham. Thank you. Woo. Hey, y'all. Hey. Y'all. Y'all. You all? Y'all. Two words. I'm not sure. I've heard a few accents since being here. I met a guy yesterday. His name was Tim. Now, where I come from, Tim is one syllable. Tim. But he was Tim, which is T-I-Y-A-M, as far as I can tell. That's two syllables. I'm loving being here. This is amazing being in Birmingham. I'm just, I'm so at peace and so happy. It, it's just, it's just the right thing. I'm really, I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Uh, it was great to meet you, Jeremy, yesterday. Is he left wrecked? That's what the gospel does. It's too good to be true. If it's not too good to be true, it's not the gospel. It's completely offensive how good it is. Um, I think I'm speaking here roughly in this place four times. Um, so I've mapped out four things in my head. Uh, I'll do the three realms twice, once today, once tomorrow. Uh, I'll go a bit further, or whatever the next time is, I can't remember. We'll do session one this. Session two, we'll go into it deeply and just show how it works everyday life. Uh, number three, we'll go into um, what the new creation is, what has actually happened to you. It's amazing. And number four, we'll just do questions and answers. And then we'll just, people just ask questions. We just, we just answer them. We just thrash some things out. And you'll just see how it really applies. When your concept of God changes, everything changes. Okay, you can learn something about music and that area of music changes, or you can learn something about cooking and cooking changes. But when you learn something different about God, everything in your life changes. When you realize He's good or better than you thought, that applies to everything. It applies to getting a car park, it applies to getting a job, it applies to worship, it applies to everything in your life, it applies to reading the Bible. So, what's going to happen today is we're going to uh, hear the gospel expressed in, in a, an expression and it will change how you see God and what he's done and then it will affect everything. So how long does it take to talk about it? We could talk until non-stop until tomorrow midnight because it affects everything in your life. Everything in your life. Because Jesus redeemed everything. All of creation, he, he's redeemed. Yeah. So everything you know, taste, touch, feel, experience, hope for, anything that's possible in this realm, Jesus has redeemed. So it's going to affect everything. If you have to leave early, I just want you to know one thing, that you are now, if you believe, just by believing in what Jesus has done, you are now the very righteousness of Christ. That's what you are. You haven't received some righteousness you put on. He has become your righteousness. You didn't receive righteousness, you received Jesus himself, and he is now your righteousness. That's all I want you to know. It says, uh, God made him who knew no sin to become sin, that we might become the very righteousness of God. 
So he became man's sin, you become his righteousness. That's how righteous you are. And nothing you can do can change that. Your actions didn't qualify you. Your actions don't disqualify you. Your righteousness is completely apart from your actions. Because it doesn't change Jesus. If I kick Jeremy, it doesn't change Jesus. It doesn't. I'm still righteous. It doesn't actually change what God does for me or to me, how he feels about me. Even my attitude, if I get up in the morning and I don't care about a stinking thing, it doesn't change God at all. He's not manipulated or changed by me. He's the initiator. There's no such thing as the attitude that attracts God. He attracted us. Yeah? He's the initiator. He initiates everything. We love him because he loved us. No one comes to the Son unless the Father draws him. So the Father even drew you, and it says he even causes us to willing to act according to his good purpose. If you desire to do anything good for God, that's because he gave it to you. You were com- completely wretched, and you were completely saved. And the saving is complete. It is finished. There's nothing more to do. He has made you perfect, because you now have his spirit. Because if any man be in Christ, he is one spirit with the Lord. So I don't have Chris's spirit in a gas tank and God's spirit in a gas tank and pull for me the one. They are one spirit. I only have one spirit. And it's the Lord's spirit, which is my spirit, which is the Lord's spirit. I only have one spirit. That's all I pull from. And that spirit is completely righteous. So what happens to your spirit when you die? Nothing. It's perfect. It's as perfect as Christ because it is Christ. Your spirit is Jesus Christ. When you receive salvation, you received him because it says he has become for us righteousness and the some translations say our salvation. He has become for us sanctification. The fact you're holy is because you have Christ inside you. And that's what makes you holy. Nothing can make you unholy. Nothing can make you unholy. And because you are Christ, you have the same access to heaven as Christ has because you are Christ, because you are one spirit with him. You're no longer a separate being. You are one with Christ. You have a union with Christ, a mystical union, an effortless union. It was given to you as a gift, as what Christ always wanted. Because when he created us, he made us in the image of God. So, when God breathed life into Adam, he was looking, when Adam woke up, he was looking at the image of himself because he's an image of him. Yeah, they're looking at the images of each other. So Adam was compatible because he could hold the Spirit of God. So this thing that humans are can hold God. Okay? But that was for a different purpose. Not for Adam. It was for us that we are compatible with God. We hold God. We are one thing with God. We are one. There's no difference. As Jesus, we all know that um, Jesus came from heaven to earth. The Word, the second part of the Trinity, became a human being. Still fully God, still fully man. He was, but he was one. Yeah? That's what's happened to us. The Holy Spirit's come to us, and we have got fully God and fully man. We are one. If you've accepted Jesus Christ, you are no longer human. You are whatever Jesus is. Because in the same way he was born, you were born again. God sent his word, his seed, his spermata, 
He sent his word from heaven and conceived inside Mary. And heaven and earth became together. When you accept Christ, that same word came inside you and now you are heaven and earth together. And if a child is created by the same seed, it's an identical twin, yeah? So at the least, that's what you are. The weakest metaphor we can say is we're the identical twin of Christ. But what it's actually saying is we are Christ because we are one. Yeah? It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So that is, that is the gospel. That's the good news. The good news is good news. It's not good instruction. This is very important. Good instruction is good instruction. That's good, that's good instructions. Thank you. But the good news is what's being done. The good news is not you hear about Jesus, you believe in Jesus, you love Jesus, you serve Jesus, you die for Jesus. That's not the gospel. It's not even close to the gospel. The gospel is Jesus knew you, Jesus loved you, Jesus came to you, Jesus died for you, Jesus served you. That's the gospel. Unless you wash him, let, you, let him wash your feet, you have no part of him. He served you. Jesus came down, stooped down, and made you great. And he has. He's made you great. He's made you one with God. You are literally one with the Trinity. And that's what you have to accept. The goodness of God. Because if you're one with Christ, and Christ is part of the Trinity, then you are part of the Trinity. In that, you are one with Christ. You should never regard yourself as anything different as Christ regards himself. And that's the plumb line of everything in your life. Does this apply to Christ? Yes, that applies to me. Does this apply to Christ as he is now? No, and it doesn't apply to me. And it's, it is a very simple thing. But in our heads, in our hearts, we want to do something to be righteous, but righteousness is a gift. If we do anything to be righteous, we're saying, Jesus, that's great, thanks for dying on the cross. So it's your cross plus me giving 10% of the gross of my money to God every week that makes you happy with me, that qualifies me for the blessing. That's what we're saying. We're saying it's the cross plus 10% of my income. Or the cross plus me reading the Bible. Or the cross, if righteousness could be achieved by behavior, then Christ died for nothing. If you think that your 10% of your wages does anything for you and God, you're saying Christ died for nothing. You're saying, there's heaven and righteousness. Here's me, my unrighteousness. And the cross got me to here. And this last gap is going to be made up of my 10% and me not swearing and me wearing appropriate clothes and me not watching Glee. Or whatever it is, whatever the thing at the moment is, you know? That's what you're saying. You're saying the cross didn't make, take you all the way there. But it did. It is finished. He who has entered Christ's rest has finished from his works. Has finished from his striving. There is nothing more to do. It's a rest and everything's a bonus now. And everything comes from God. So what we're going to do, we're going to talk about the three realms because there's been so much teaching all over the place and we've heard it from here and here and here and there's so many things in our head 
what we're going to do is frame it up really quickly because there's so many questions. How can that be? If I'm, if I'm completely perfect, how about this? And why does this happen? And what about this happening? And if God doesn't judge me, how comes if I do this, then these things happen to me? There's all these questions. We've been taught so many things. We frame them up. We'll see where they sit. And we'll see if they apply to us or not. But remember this. The gospel is for every person in every culture at any economic level, at any education level, at any social level, at any time in history. If your understanding of the gospel cannot be explained to the Bushmen of the Kalahari, then that's not the gospel. You need to know something extra. You need to have special knowledge, which is Gnosticism. That's what the, the Bible is pretty harsh on Gnosticism. It doesn't like it. Yeah? If you need a book to explain to you how generational curses work and a worksheet to show you can work back through all the generational curses, <laughs> they don't have that in the Kalahari. They don't have it. It's not the gospel. It might be good instruction, but it's not the gospel. If you take that to India, hi, Indian person. Um, is, I think there's a possibility that um, your family may have some generational curses. <laughs> You have to repent back four generations. That's 16 people. That's, whew. Was that ever modelled in Scripture? No. no. Can you do it? Yes, you can do it. It's going to take some time, but you can do it. Or you can have the gospel. It's up to you. All right. <laughs> so let's get started. There's God, okay? He always existed. And we're going to call that the glory realm. Don't worry if you don't, can't read that. I'm just... I'll do lots of pointing and, and I'll, I'll say the words every time I do that. So that's the glory of God always existed. This is eternity. There's no such thing as time here. It always is. It's always this forever. This is God. Wherever he was, we don't really know. He doesn't tell us, just that he always was. Genesis 1.1 is not the earliest scripture in the Bible. There's ones that even go before that. And John tells us things like, before the foundation of the earth, these things happened, like, there's lots of stuff that happens before Genesis 1-1 and the Bible sort of talks about it. And lots of things that happen after the end of Revelations and the Bible doesn't talk about it. It says, we don't know what happens then. It's a big secret. It's God himself. The glory realm is God himself. Now, it says in Colossians that Christ created all things seen and unseen. So Christ created everything. That means Christ created Satan. That means Christ created you. It means Christ created wood. Christ is our creator. Isn't that crazy? Yeah? Because God sent the word, and we're made up of the word, but who's the word? Jesus. When God said, let there be light, that's Christ. And he said, let there be light, that's the first thing. There's some things existing before then, which freaks people out, because it's, it says there's water, and don't worry about it. But there is, <laughs> let there be light. But it's not the sun and the moon, and the stars, they're created later. So what's light? It's something completely different. It's a... It's a we're all made up of this thing, this word, this frequency, where physics are catching up very quickly now. They're discovering what the Bible has always said. They think everything's made up of frequency. Everything's made up of, of a vibration. Yeah? String theory. Everything's it's the only way that it can happen. And the only way for that to work is, that, is, is mathematically is that, is that there is uh, ten dimensions. And God says, let there be ten times. It's just one of those crazy things. Anyway, neither here nor there. The Bible's true. I don't care what maths is. So there's everything, God, Jesus created everything unseen. 
and scene. So now we've got three things going on. The glory realm, which is just uncreated, it always was. And we've got the, the unseen or the invisible, as the Bible, some translations say, uh, which is created. And the scene, which is created. Jesus created all these for his glory. And then we have our realms. That's the third realm, the second realm, and the first realm. Paul says, I know a man that went to the third heaven. Yeah? That's where he went. Had a look around. Yep. <laughs> so there, there's our realms. Three, two, one. When we understand how these work, we're going to solve ourselves a lot of problems. A lot of problems and a lot of energy. Okay? So I want to talk about authority for a second because the whole spiritual realm works on authority. Like Jesus was really pressed for the centurion. Good work, dude. Like everything works on authority. In America, do you have, um, do you have like um, a local council and then a, a state council, then you've got the federal council? Oh, that's going to work really well. Okay. So Birmingham... City Council, I saw the town hall, whoever they are, yep. They're there, and they say, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take all the forest land over this section, and we're going to turn it into a housing development. They've done all the research, they've done the planning, we're going to do that, no problem. And someone here protests, and they take it to the Alabama Council, state council, state government, what do you call it, state government? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, take it to the parliament, state parliament. And that parliament has a look and goes, parliament, is that okay? Parliament. Um, <laughs> and they, they say, I see what you've done there. We don't care. We've got a plan for Alabama. It's a green state. And they just overrule. This guy's done lots and lots of work, lots of, people, lots of money into it, everything. They go, no, nah, stays forest. Overruled. They've got no recourse. Except if they appeal to the highest court, the federal court. And the federal court may look at all their gear and may look at all the parliament's gear and say, oh, I see you've got your natural stuff and they've done uh, environmental impact statements and all these things. And they go, you know what? We're giving it all to the military as a testing ground. Does it matter how much thought they put into it? How much research they put into it? Does it matter how right their argument is? It doesn't. doesn't matter how right their argument is. It doesn't. Once the highest court has ruled over it, it's done. If they say that belongs to the military for defense purposes, Alabama cannot stop it. They can't. It's military. Stamp. Done. Overruled. Same in the court system. You have a local court, and a state court, and, and a supreme court. And you've seen that happen. If, a, if the state court overrules your, your local city council, it's overruled. If your federal court, your supreme court, with all your judges, they, uh, if they overrule this court's decision, it's overruled. It's done. There's no recourse. doesn't matter how much thought, how intelligent, how deeply they did it, how much local knowledge they had, supreme court from miles away said, no, nah, it's not going to happen. That's it. That's how authority works. They are so much further above. The same works in these realms. 
We've got three realms, and they all rule over the other. That one, that one, that one. This one rules over that one, that one rules over them both. Whichever court you appeal to, you'll get a ruling from that court. And there's wiser and dumber ways to do that, okay? The scene created realm, the first realm, is everything that is physical. Everything that has a Higgs boson particle, if you're reading the news lately. Everything that is solid or physical can be felt or touched. Everything that is the physical world. Speakers, dogs, ourselves, air particles, comets, the moon, the floor, cars, anything. That's the created realm. Is the scene created. The unseen created is the invisible realm. All those things that affect us that we can't see. Angels, demons, curses, blessings, all those things. We know they affect us. Some Christians don't believe that. Some Christians do. This is the unseen created realm. And it's full of all the laws, all the spiritual laws you've ever heard about are all here, they're in play. If you're in the physical realm, it doesn't matter what you believe, the laws still affect you. If I don't believe in gravity, it's still going to affect me. If I don't believe in trucks, I go sit in the highway, it's still going to affect me. Yeah? It doesn't matter. So all the laws, physical laws here, are going to affect you. It doesn't matter if you believe in them or not. Heat transfer, an object in motion will stay in motion, anything that's a physical law is going to affect you. Sunburn, it doesn't matter. Unseen created has its laws too. Forgiveness, blessing, curses, sowing and reaping in the spirit, all these things. Whether you believe in them or not, they're going to affect you. Whether you believe in them or not. Okay? And then there's the glory realm. God's realm. And whether you believe in it or not, lots of people don't, but God is going to affect you. Okay? He's going to affect you. Adam had all these going on had all this going on. He, will, he could go to heaven, to earth. God can come see him, whatever. It's just seamless. But then he fell. So let's look at that. We relate to each one of these areas because we're a three-part being, like God's a three-part being because we're made in his image. So the glory realm, you interact with your spirit because God is spirit. And that's how you interact with the glory realm. With the unseen created realm, the invisible realm, you interact with it with your soul. And the physical realm, you interact with the physical realm with your body. Okay. My body is the only thing keeping me here. If I lose this body, this stuff goes. Okay? Your body is your anchor to the physical realm. Okay? You lose that, it all goes. So we'll see how these work. So let's have a look at some things that we understand. Adam fell. And when Adam fell, what happened? We were separated from God. And now we are two-thirds of what we're supposed to be. Or if you want to be a little bit clever, we're 0.666 of what we're supposed to be. <laughs> reoccurring. 
Because our spirit, although we have it, is effectively dead. Because it's not connected to God. So now we're dead in our transgressions. How many sins do you have to commit to go to hell? None. Because you're born into Adam's sin. We're already disconnected to God. Already. So Adam and every person, every single person in the Old Testament is just this. That's all they've got to go on. The glory realm works by the tree of life. Now, because Adam separated us from the tree of life by eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that's all he's got. There's no life. So both these realms work by the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The tokoge. Okay. So this is all theory at the moment. So let's, let's turn it into life. Okay, let's turn it into things we do every day so we can understand it. Things we understand uh, is money and health. They're things we all understand. Sin created works by physical laws. Unseen created works by spiritual laws, invisible laws. So money, for example... In the syncred realm, money is actually cash. Like, have I got my wallet? No, I don't. It's actually physical cash. You can touch it, you can feel it, or it's gold. It's a physical thing. Okay? So here, money is, is like cash. Here, money is, is finance. Finance is a spiritual issue. So if you want to work in this area with cash, you can take your cash in the physical realm to the physical bank and they will pay you a percentage, a tiny percentage. And how much you make depends on your ability to use the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And what do you understand about money? From $20, if you're really good, you might get $25 worth of gear. If you're not really good, you might get $18 worth of gear, you know? It's by how much you know. Or you might be a really good investor, really snap. You've got a really good head with the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You might invest that $20 and make back another 10 that year, another 10 the next year. Or you know, hundreds of thousands, upon hundreds of thousands, depends where you invest. But it depends on your access, on your ability, who you know, what country you're in, the times you're in. It depends on some very circumstantial things but you'll get a percentage return, less or more, <laughs> depending on your knowledge of good and evil. If you take money up here, it depends on finance. And now you can use spiritual laws, and spiritual laws, they multiply. They multiply. So you can sow and reap. You can give money away, and it will come back to you. You can bless things and speak over things. I will have that house all these things like this, I will, I will, I will. And if you hold your confession, things will line up because a higher law is ruling over this law, over the house. Because house ownership, ownership is a spiritual issue. You need some physical cash, but house ownership is a spiritual issue. So you start lining things up in the spirit, it will work. Money here is that you're in a covenant with God. 
and everything he has is yours as a free gift. As you go up, everything multiplies and becomes easier. To make a trillion dollars with physical cash by investing it and getting percentage returns is going to take a lot of time. To make it by sowing and reaping, giving things away and receiving back is going to be a lot quicker, but still effort. Or God could give it to you as a father. <laughs> yeah? Okay? Health. What's health? The Red Cross. Health down here works by the knowledge of good and evil in the first realm. And the tree of the knowledge of good and evil had one fruit. It didn't have good fruit and evil fruit. It had one fruit. If you ate that fruit, you ate good and you ate evil at the same time. What's knowing good and evil? It's to know the law. The law is knowing what's right and what's wrong. Before the fall, Adam and Eve were innocent. They didn't know what was right and wrong, like a baby doesn't know what's right and wrong. If the baby uh, touches the flat screen TV, it hasn't done anything wrong. Then we introduce the knowledge of good and evil to it. Touching the TV is wrong. Now it does the same action, now it's broken the law. Before it hadn't broken the law, we bring in the law, now it's a naughty child. Before it wasn't naughty, it was just innocent. And God wants us to return to that innocence. This work with the knowledge of the good and evil, which is law. These two will, the created realms, because of Adam, he separated us from life, so now that's all we've got left. Thanks for nothing. So, I'm sick. The knowledge of good and evil in the created realm. I'm going to go to the doctor. Now, Western medicine is a great example. They have taken what's freely available in nature, changed it, patented it, and sell it to you at a price. And it fixes your symptoms, which is good, and it's a little bit evil too, isn't it? It's one, it's one thing. You take it, and it fixes your liver, and damages your lungs. It's good, and it's evil. And it's probably designed for you to, not to heal you, but to maintain you in life so they can get a refund on their money for their shareholders. <laughs> it's good and evil. If that chemical in your body doesn't fix the other physical chemicals in your body, they get a knife, and they open your body, and they remove it. Everything is physical. Yep, everything is... This, that's the knowledge of good and evil. And it's going to cost you, and it's a lot of effort, because that's what this realm is. Sweat of your brow, a lot of effort. Or you could move up one level, and you could faith it in by applying the spiritual laws. Spiritual laws. I apply it, the spiritual laws. I am not sick. I'm faithing it in. I'm not sick. I'm healed in Christ. His blood has healed me. I refuse for this X to be here, this cancer, this whatever. And if you're strong and you have the good knowledge of good and evil, you know the spiritual laws, you've read the right books, you had the right teachers, you had the right pastors, you're in a place where you've got some mental strength and energy and time to do this. You know, if you've got a single mother or three kids, she can't do this, but maybe you're in a better position because you've got some mental energy and you just keep your confession, keep your confession, keep your confession, you will get better. And it's cheaper and quicker and less messy than this, if you have the right resources and the right knowledge and the right temperament and right ability to be that type of person. But look at all the faith healers, or well, most of them, especially the men, were all very strong-headed men. Very strong-headed, strong-headed Western men who kept their confession. Wigglesworth wouldn't read the paper, 
when he only read the Bible to make sure he kept his confession. But he had no friends. So it's not Jesus, is it? He's just applying these rules. I'm not bagging Wigglesworth, okay? If I get to heaven, there might be his gardener. I'm just, I'm just going to be very careful. <laughs> but that, that's how it works here. Keep your confession. Here, the same spirit that rose Christ from the dead quickens your mortal body. Is Jesus sick? No, then neither are you. You just surrender into it. I used to be really sick. Hearing this teaching really offended me. A guy called Curry Black was listening to him and he was doing internal teaching. He wasn't being pastoral to his pastoral flock. He was talking, talking to his inner group. He's saying, Christians heal the sick. So there's your two categories, Christians and sick. Off. <laughs> oh, dude, I didn't want to hear it. Like, Who are you, dude? That's really offensive. Because I didn't know about my access to God. I didn't know that God just loved me. I didn't know I could just go to him any time. I thought there's things I had to comply with and I couldn't maintain this super high standard I thought he was professing, but he wasn't. Here, you are everything that Christ is. Is Christ decaying? No. Is Christ sick? No. Christ has overcome the uh, law of sin and death. So sin and death has no effect on you whatsoever. None whatsoever. (laughs) So Jesus, on the cross, bridged that gap and made us one again and has given us access to here. Not just access, but he has stooped down and made us great. Or he has been, by Christ in Ephesians, raised and seated in heavenly places, and you are in Christ. So where are you? You're in the glory realm. Right now, your spirit is in the glory realm, raised and seated in heavenly places, because it's one with Christ, and that's where Christ is. And it's in Christ. And it's raised and said with Him. So this is where you are. And this is who you are. Because you're not your soul, you're not your body. And your soul changes and your body's going to disappear. You are your spirit. You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. This is your person. This is who you are. This is your nature. This is your soul. Perhaps you're a funny person. Perhaps you're an angry person. Perhaps you're impatient. Perhaps you love flowers. Okay, that's your soul. And that changes over time. You used to hate flowers, now I love flowers. It changes, it doesn't matter. And your body, that changes, and then it, then it goes in the ground, okay? And you get a new one. But this is who you are. You are a spirit. You have a soul. You're in a body. So who you are is now one with Christ. That's who you are. One spirit with Christ. One being with Christ. And you are in heaven. So right now, your spirit is perfect. You can see the throne. You can see the angels. There's no tears. It's full of joy. And it's a perfect son because Jesus is a perfect son. And so your spirit is only doing what it sees the Father doing. All we are doing is being transformed and renewing in our mind to agree with this incredible gospel, this great gift. The more you agree with it, which is belief, like a child, child, we're going to Disneyland tomorrow. We're going to Disneyland tomorrow. It's just a fact. Child, you're completely innocent. You have the righteousness of God. Okay, the righteousness of God. I will never call myself sinful again because Christ is not sinful. What God has called holy, let no man call unholy. What God has brought together, let no man separate. This is who you are. 
you are a spirit and you are in heaven and you will always be in heaven. When this world wraps up, either you get hit by a truck or God ends the world, okay? This still remains. This will just disappear and what you are will always still be that. Any gap between what you think and what Jesus is will just change because when you see him, you become like him, yep? And our job here is just to believe, not to attain, not to earn, it's just to believe. It's not, nothing in, in Christianity is earned. It's only accessed. Nothing is earned. It's only accessed. He who has entered Christ's rest has finished from his works. Everything in yours. Because if you are in Christ, and you are in Christ, because the MMB in Christ is one spirit of the Lord, you are now raised and seated in Christ in the heavenly places. Everything he has is yours. And you are Him, and He is you, and you are in Him, and He is in you, and you are in the Father, and the Father is in Him, and you have the Holy Spirit, and you're all one. You are part of the Trinity, and that's how you need to regard yourself. Because that's what God says of you. And that's why it's so offensive. Because we want to strive for our own righteousness, because we know what's right and wrong. How can you call me holy? Because I know what's right and wrong. And I know what I did yesterday, and I know what I'm doing today. If you appeal to this court, you'll get its ruling. You go to this court, God's the judge, the Holy Spirit's the witness, Jesus is your lawyer, it's going to go well for you. Whatever court you appeal to is the court that will rule over you. If I appeal to this court for health, that's what I'll get. If I appeal to this court for health, that's what I'll get. I appeal to this court, that's what I'll get. So this one, requires effort or discipline. This one requires faith. And this one is grace. It's just received. Okay. Now you get the choice. You can effort something in by, your own, by working really hard by spreading your brow. You can faith something in by believing, by believing, by believing, by confessing, by confessing, finding out the spiritual laws. Oh, I've got kidney disease. Here's a book that shows the spiritual roots of all sickness. I'm going back through that and that and that and that and I'm going to confess and confess and confess. I'm sorry, Lord. I profess, uh, confess, renounce and send away that I watch the Smurfs and Gargamel curse me. <laughs> and then Pokemon. And then Mr. Ed had a demon. You know, whatever, you know. You have to go through everything, but you can do it. And that is easier than this. To get rid of your liver disease with that, it's going to take some drugs and then some knives and you're going to have a trouble from there on in because it's good and evil. Here, you can faith it in just by believing it and going to use all the spiritual laws. And the spiritual laws are out there. You can read books and books and books on them and it increases your knowledge. But with more learning comes sorrow <laughs> because it's good and it's evil by itself. If you're just using that by itself, it's good and it's evil. Because if you get it, you're awesome and you go under pride. And if you don't get it, you're, you suck. I don't know what we're allowed to use here because different words have different things here. Okay? And you go into self-condemnation. Okay? What are they? They're both self. If you get it, I think I'm awesome and I can do this in my own strength, whatever, no matter what God says. So God's wrong and I'm right. Or I can't do this, I'm terrible. No matter what God thinks, God's wrong and I'm right. This is what I think. You've made a, a ruling. Or you can go here and receive it as a free gift. 
God has qualified you for everything. Is Christ allowed to be healed? Yes, He is, and so are you. Freely, already. In fact, the Lamb was slain before the foundation of the earth. So all the benefits which are going to be yours were already set up before the world began. You go into eternity, you can get it for free. Where are you in eternity? All you have to do is appeal to that court. You can only appeal to that court by receiving like a child, in innocence. You don't question it. You just receive it. A baby can poo on the floor, push over a vase, and you give the chocolate, it just accepts it. It doesn't go, oh, I don't deserve that chocolate. It just doesn't know good and evil. It doesn't know it. That's you. You can rob a bank, shoot a guard, get in the car and go, Father, and his presence be with you. That's the offense of the gospel. It's so offensive that people thought Paul was advocating sin. That's the offense. Because your righteousness is not, has nothing to do with your acts. And it's only in this freedom that you can become what God wants you to be, desires for you. Because if you fear punishment, then there's no love. Because perfect love casts out all fear, and fear has to do with punishment. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which runs both of these, is do good, get good, do bad, get bad. That's the law. Smoke, get lung cancer. Do bad, get bad. You know? Or eat uh, organic veggies, do good, get good. If you have access to organic veggies, <laughs> maybe you don't. It depends on access and money and finance. Here, unforgiveness, you're going down. You really are. You're going down. It's a terrible place to go. Because, you know, if, the spiritual law, if you want to appeal to that court, each court is right. And here, if you appeal to that court, it will give you a right decision from that court. It will be accurate. Because physics is physics. An object of motion will stay in motion. If you want to catch a boulder, you appeal to that court, it will give you an accurate answer. A boulder will accelerate at 9.8 meters per second a second, plus its mass. That's what you're going to catch. Okay, that's going to be an accurate answer. It's going to be right every single time. You appeal to this court. This is the law. All the law you see in the Bible. It's going to give you a right, right answer. Jeremy steals my wallet and then goes around Birmingham and undermines my ministry and says he's a really bad dude. Okay? He has taken something from me physically and he has sp spread words about me about, and so gossiped and lied and cursed my name. Okay? That's in play now. I can do many things. I can go and physically wrestle him for the wallet. Realm 1. Like in realm two, I can go around and tell, I have to go see everyone and tell everyone that's not true and put out those spot fires. That's a lot of effort and a lot of soul effort. And I want this guy to be punished because you would think he's great. And that's not right because he, this guy's hurt me. And you think he's telling you the truth, but he's lying. But you will know him, you don't know me. And you believe him, you don't believe me. That's not right. I know good and evil. I know he's done the wrong thing. So what I want, I want him to be punished. People need to know the truth. We need to know what's right. Yeah? So I've appealed to this court, which is perfect. Perfect. The law is perfect. God's law is perfect. I appeal to that court. So I go to that court and I say, this guy has hurt me and damaged me. 
I want justice in this sense. And he goes, right, we, we can do that. We can bring that guy justice. Okay, and Chris Blackaby, while you're here, we've got some things about you here too, that we're going to do justice. Let's do justice. Okay, this is what you said about your dad. This is uh, what you said about your pastor. This is when you grumbled uh, about that denomination. This is, if you want justice, you'll get justice. For my justice against this guy, I'm just damaging myself. If you appeal to that court, you'll get its answer. If you appeal to that court, you get its answer. If you appeal to this court, it works by grace and mercy and the blood of Christ. I have to take this problem, kicking and screaming, into here. This is when you've forgiven the big debt, you forgive all debts. This is when you've forgiven the big debt and you go punish the guy with the small debt. Remember that story of Jesus? What happened to that guy? He got thrown to the torturers. You appeal to this court, you want revenge, you open yourself up to things. Then you're a Christian. You are Christ. Can the devil torture Christ? No way. But if you want to appeal to this court, you have put yourself under that court and said, do what you will. You've done it. Or you appeal to this court, where John says, as he is, so are you in this world. Can the devil torture Jesus as he is? He can't touch you. In fact, John says, if you're a Christian, the devil touches you not. Now that destroys many, 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 many books, which are all about how to protect yourself from the devil. We got taught to pray the armor on every day, you're going to get smashed. That's what we got taught. Every day. If you don't, and the ladies, I remember saying, one day I didn't say that, and then my husband then got hit by a bus, and that was just God warning me. Fear. Fear, fear, fear. If Jesus was here, is he going to get hit by a bus? No. Guess what? Jesus is here. Jesus has come in the flesh because I am here. He is here in me right now. Anything else is of the Antichrist. Jesus has come in the flesh. If I'm here, Christ is here. 1 Corinthians 6 says, don't you know that these members, your hands are Jesus' hands? You are so much Jesus. Paul says, if you sleep with a prostitute, Christ has slept with a prostitute. You are him. You are him. The devil touches you not. He has nothing in common with you. No rule, no agreement. If you insult Islam and you go street preaching and you say Jesus Christ is the only way and everything else is false gods the Islamic community takes you to court they take you to court to here to the local court you can go to that court you go hang on no 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 I don't want to go to the American court I want to go to the Iranian court let's take this court to the Iranian court and see what ruling they make okay I go now to the Iranian court by my own decision and say Iranian court I say Jesus is the only way have a ruling what are they going to do you know, have a ruling which is just and correct by their laws. Completely just and correct by their laws. Or I could go to the American court and have a ruling which is my right as an American, as an American citizen and get a ruling from them, which I'm free. You belong to eternity. You belong to the glory. You are one with God. You cannot put God in any situation that doesn't relate to Him. Do not go to this court which is right and wrong. You live here you live from love, not from knowledge of God and how He works and all these rules. You live from here. And the trick is to understand is that you live life down, like that, down. If you try and go up, it's religion and offensive to God because Jesus has come down 
and taking them up. That's being done. Every religion on earth, including Christian religion, works its way up. Every, you'll see it every religion. Christianity, we used to do this, like, we were very much in this realm, created realm, and we used to, like, fast to please God, to get to God, and we used to whip ourselves and just kneel on, and say a prayer ten times and go up to the next stone and pray a prayer ten times, and still people do it now. Lots of these things to try and get to the top of this to be holy. And then we went, we went that's ridiculous. We're saved by faith. Faith realm. And we know all the faith rules. And now we do the faith things to get higher and higher and higher. We confess the right things and we, um, we learn the spiritual laws and we make sure we bless and we make sure we don't curse and we, and we try and forgive to try and get higher and higher and higher and higher. The only way you can get through there is Christ. And Christ stooped down and put you there like that. Bang. This is religion. It's filthy rags. It's works. If it worked, if you could do that, then Christ died for nothing. If you could do this. Everything you try and comply to to get to God is horrendous. But down is great. I'm a Christian. Am I allowed to use gravity for my purposes? Yes, I am. Am I allowed to use aerodynamics? I flew here. I am. Am I allowed to use blessing and cursing? Oh, blessing. Am I allowed to use sowing and reaping for my purposes? Yes, I am. Because I'm here, so I'm allowed to use it if it's necessary. But if I'm using sowing and reaping to get something from God, if I'm fasting to get something from God, I'm saying it's the cross plus me not eating food. If you're doing anything to reach up to heaven to get it, you are saying Christ is, either Christ is not in heaven or I'm not one with Christ. Lots of our worship music is here. Do not shut, do not shut, do not shut the heavens. That's saying, I'm here and the heavens are there. God, don't shut the heavens. You are in heaven. If the heavens shut, you're on the inside. <laughs> yeah? Um, you are God in heaven and here am I on earth. Oh, that's so humble. A humble rejection of the gospel. That's fantastic. You are God in heaven and here am I on earth. No, you are in heaven. You are raised and seated in heavenly places right now. Have been, have been raised and seated in heavenly places. That's where you are. One with God, one with God, one with God. And there's, there's lots more of those, those songs. I'm not trying to bag. Don't become the lyric Nazi. No one likes the lyric Nazi, okay? Okay? When you see those songs, don't come into judgment of it because now you're judging right and wrong and you'll drag down to here and you won't like that person. Like, you just think, praise God that you have told me something. Praise you, God. That's just reminding me what I know. Praise God. See, any song is for you. Every song's for you. And everyone writes songs that have their revelation at that time. Now there's the internet. Your sermons go everywhere. If my so sermons from 10 years ago were into the internet, I'd be in trouble, you know? So let, let people change at their pace. So don't, don't bag the worshippers, right? Here's another thing about, about, about worship. Um, we always get taught you go from praise to worship to the glory realm. Okay, so you go through the outer court, do the things to the inner court, and then through the veil, if you're lucky, if you do it well enough, into the glory realm. Now you, you start there. You start in the glory realm. You are the Ark of the Covenant. 
You are the temple of God on earth. You are the Holy of Holies right now. You can start there. Now, a worship leader has to take a whole group of people through, okay? So let them do their job because everyone's at different places and they have to get under everyone and, and, and bring them forth. But you are there anytime. You're in heaven right now, right now. No matter how you're wired. I'm not naturally wired as a seer realm person that just sees the angels and see this and feel God and have visions. It's just not my natural wiring. I'm a pastor in a church where people are just wired that way. And they come to me and go, oh, what happened last night? Oh, yeah, no, God took me to Nepal and I preached this dude in Nepal and stuff like that. I can speak Nepalese. And I came back, I'm like, good, all right. I, that's biblical. <laughs> like, I, I wasn't there. And so I've had to try and shut this down and, and this down. To be, it's been very difficult for me, but most teachers have to thrash it out. And that's what God, that's what God does. It's one of those things. But so I have this rug, this Persian rug, big pink. Persian, Persian rug, it's pretty filthy, but at my house. And to shut my body up and to shut my soul up from arguing, because I'm like, I'm in heaven now, because I am in heaven now. My, my, you know, no, no, you're in your living room, you know, because I'm so sensual and not sensitive. Sensual, you go by your senses, what you touch, feel, taste, or your emotions, okay? What you put in your soul, your soul saying, God doesn't love you, whatever, or you're a bit silly, whatever. Or you go by sensitive, what the Spirit's saying. And that's the truth. So I'm trying to be sensitive. So if I open my eyes, I'm in trouble. So putting those flying masks on, you know, when you're in the airplane. Because as soon as I open my eyes, I'm there because I am so hardwired for this. I, I am, doesn't matter. There's the rug. And I say, I'm now stepping through the torn veil of the living body of Jesus Christ. Okay, and I step onto the rug, and the rug is heaven. I've stepped forward back and forth like this and my body you know, relaxes, it's used to action and now I've told my soul the rug is heaven and you are actually in heaven You just simple. so I do this, I go I'm in heaven now and, and I'm surrounded by the angels and all these things I don't necessarily feel anything and I do it a few times and every time I step forward like pins and needles come on my hand I step back and the pins and needles go and the pins and needles go I, I, you, just say, you just agree with everything Wow, those pins and needles is the very glory realm of heaven where everything's possible. I step back in this realm. And so one day, I'm doing this, okay? And then I've got a friend who is just serum crazy, like just flies around the world in the spirit, sees things, goes to work, and has already been to work that morning and seen everything that happened in the office on their way there. They're also there. They're also here. They already know what the CEO has said. Um, it's met other friends of mine in the spirit. They've talked to each other. You're like... Okay, you know, and so I'm, do, I'm doing this because I'm a spirit being. I'm a spirit, okay, and I'm over, overruling all these things. I'm doing this, and my Skype opens up, and she says, I can see you. And, like, I believed it, but now I believe it, you know, like, I must, that must be true, like, because she said that. But I'm doing this, and she could see me in the spirit when I stepped in. And then, so I'm telling this story to someone else, to a friend of mine called Simon, and a friend of mine, Haley, who's completely serial, meets angels, knows their names, do all this stuff like that, you know, got saved and could do that. Um, I'm telling Simon, this is what I do, this is how I, I'm telling him this story, I go, step in, and I, and I step out, you know, I step in through the torn belt, and now I'm in heaven, I just believe I'm in heaven like a child, because I am in heaven, so I'm just agreeing with it, I'm in heaven. I can feel God's presence now. I take everything which is heaven and I bring it back in this realm and I release it in this realm. 
And Haley, every time I stepped onto the thing, she was, having a, she was in heaven as she always is having these visions. Every time I stepped in, I stepped into a vision. The, this, and then I stepped out, I stepped out of the vision. I stepped in, I stepped into a vision. I stepped out, I stepped out. I had nothing to do with the vision. <laughs> I stepped in and out. So, like, I'm an accountant. If, like, if accountants can do this, you know, <laughs> you can do this too, okay? <laughs> the glory around for accountants. So we go down. So when you pray, you pray down. Yeah? So we're no longer praying up to God, asking God to do something for us, to get something for us. We're praying down, commanding something. We're overruling. Because everything in Christ is yes and amen. You're in Christ, so everything's yes and amen. Everything's yes and amen. It is. You have to just believe like a rest, like a child. Okay, everything's yes and amen. And you pray down. So I don't pray up to God, God you know, do something for me because he's already done it. I pray down in agreement with God and I pray down on it. So when you pray up, you're praying from your soul because that's not your spirit. Your soul's going, oh God, please, you know, please break these, this um, condemnation and finance problems all around me and stuff like that. Please rend the heavens and come down and, and fix up this situation. You know, all sounds of mighty prayer. And your spirit and God up in heaven gone, what's that about? Because <laughs> it's all solved. If a devil's troubling on you, you come down on it. You make a ruling, the ruling's done. That's it. It obeys authority. Like the Roman centurion understood authority, it obeys authority. You pray down, because you're raised and seated in heavenly places. In love. Because God is love, and you are in love, and you are one with love. And you are one with the Trinity. So you don't have to ask for heaven to come down. And you don't have to ask God to render heavens or ask for an open heaven. Because God now lives inside you. We all know this from Sunday school. God lives inside you. And where's God's home? God's home is heaven. But God's in you. And God's in heaven. So you are heaven on earth. I am the walking open heaven. I am the walking kingdom. I bring the kingdom. That's what I am. I am Christ on earth and nothing can change that. It's a gift. He's made me one with him forever and it starts now. If it starts when I die, death of my physical body, which is a curse, is my salvation. This thing that I'm fighting, don't die, don't die, don't die, with the greatest thing in my life. But it's now. Everything religion said to you is yours when you die. Knowing God, peace, sinless, Freedom is actually yours now in Christ. Otherwise, death is your salvation. But death's not your salvation. Christ is your salvation and Christ lives in you and everything which is his is yours now. Jesus died on the cross. His side is pierced. Water and blood come out. Water and blood is a sign of birth. Jesus, his death was our birth. Okay? We're born, the church is born then. The Holy Spirit came on Pentecost and became one. That is the, like what you say, sexual union. That's becoming one. That's the marriage contract right there. And you think, what? That's not, let's read Revelations. Oh, marriage supper of the Lamb. And in heaven's a marriage supper. But you're already married now. When you received the Holy Spirit, you became one. So you are now Mrs. Christ. 
and everything which is his is yours now. There's a supper in heaven. In the Jewish weddings, they would say, all right, you and you are getting engaged. You would sleep with each other first in the tent, and then you'd go and have your supper afterwards. Because it had to be like a, a true marriage, and a girl had to be a virgin, and all this stuff had to be proved, and all that stuff. It's the same thing. You get uh, consummated once, you become one, and then you have the supper afterwards. You're already Mrs. Christ. You're already one with Jesus. Already. Already. There's nothing more that can happen. And how much you receive is how much you just surrender to and believe, which is completely offensive to us because we want to work our way up. We want to cover ourselves with fig leaves and work our way up. But he wants to give to us freely as a gift. Freely as a gift. We all know, we all know how this works because it's what we want our children to do, but not us. <laughs> we know what love is. Love is the plumb line. What would perfect love do in this situation? I've got to forgive this guy. I take it to this court, and that court says, you're forgiven, he's forgiven. Let it go. I say, as your little kid, a little kid, and it says, you know, Johnny broke my, my car. Johnny broke my car. You know, and the little kid is furious and angry and distressed. And like, Johnny's not your kid, this is your kid. What do you say? You don't say, yes, let's smash Johnny. No, you say, let it go, forgive, it's just a car, I'll get you another one. You know, you just don't worry about it. He didn't know what he was doing, and he says, Johnny has to apologise to me. He may never apologise to you. He doesn't even know what he's done. He doesn't care. Let's just do this between us, between parent and child. Let's just do this now. Everyone knows inherently what, what to do here. You say, oh, I'm going to get you another, it's just a car. It's, I can afford another Matchbox car, whatever they're called here, Hot Wheels. I can get you another one. No problem. And then the kid goes, no, I don't want it. This is okay, look, if you sulk, I can't do it because that's going to, you know, it's going to condone your sulking. So stop sulking a bit and like, just be happy and I'm going to get you a car because that's how wealthy I am and how strong I am, okay? Let's go up one level. Adults, Johnny broke my heart for a girl. Jackie broke my heart. <laughs> you know, you're God. It's okay. I'll get you another one. It's really easy for me. <laughs> no, but I want justice. And Jackie or Johnny has to apologize to me. Jackie or Johnny don't even know what they do, and they won't care, and they may never ever apologize in your life. It doesn't matter. I've got so much resources, I can just give you a new heart. That's, that's this ruling, and we're going to rule from here. Everything you want your kids to do is everything God wants you to do. You know, no, it's not fair, and it's really wrong what's happened to me. And that's true in that court. It's really wrong. And God says, well, look, if you're going to sulk, I can't do this thing because it's going to condone your sulking. <laughs> Come up here where there's lots of matchbox cars and lots of hearts. Yeah. Only perfect love is the freedom. Any performance brings fear. Because you don't perform, you're going to get punished. You get rid of the whole thing. Performance doesn't qualify you. Performance doesn't disqualify you. It's a gift. Jesus really did it all on your behalf. And it says, as he is now... Well, as he is, so are we now on this earth. As he is. Christ up there. That's how we are. As he is now, so are we on this earth. That's the scripture. We get Christianity from scripture. We don't impose us on scripture. We get it from scripture. Scripture says, as he is now, 1 John, so are we now on this earth. We are that now. Right now. Not when we die. Now. Whatever is of Jesus is of me. And you can line up every theology with that. 
okay, guys, we're going to have to uh, uh, repent through generational curses. I am one generation from God. God did nothing wrong. I have no curses. <laughs> yeah? Now, do curses come up every now and then? Yeah, they, they, they do, but that's because we've been taught to apply to here. Whatever you agree with will happen. If you, if you, so it's good and evil. You learn these things. Okay, I learned about, I read some, Derek Prince was an amazing revelation at this time about, about blessing and cursing and the words of my mouth. And now I remember words of my mouth are powerful. So I start saying good things. And good things start happening. One day I go, oh, I'm brain dead. Oh, no, the devil's going to get me because I said I'm brain dead. Whatever's good, it's going to have an equal and opposite reaction because it's all, all from here. You just got to receive it as a gift. All this knowledge here, it's good, but it's going to come and get you in the end. You, know, you, can't, you cannot maintain it. You can't maintain the law. It's been proven. We cannot maintain the righteousness God desires. Receive it as a gift. As a gift. Hmm. All right, I'm just going to read the scripture. And uh, I don't know what people want to do. What's, what's the time now? Okay. Well, look, we'll, we'll, have, we'll have a chat and uh, see what people want to do. But uh, where am I? I've got so many scriptures here. This, which, I wanted to see that this is in scripture all through the Bible. And so next session, I'll probably just read scriptures and go, huh, 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 huh. Okay. 1 Corinthians 1, 30-31. So you owe all to him through union with Christ Jesus. He has become our wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. As it is said in the holy writings, if anyone's going to boast, then boast only what the Lord has done. He is our righteousness. You don't get righteousness the gift. He is your gift. Righteousness is him. Okay? You've got him. You will always be righteous. That's happened already. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For God caused Christ, who himself knew nothing of sin, actually to be sin for our sakes, so that, we, so that we, through union with him, might become the righteousness of God. You are the righteousness of God. Ephesians 4 says, Pull on a new man that's created to be like God. That's offensive, isn't it? One John four seventeen, this is how love has been perfected among us. We will have confidence on the day of judgment because during our time in this world we are just like him. Whoa. Maybe the gospel they preach a little bit different to ours. We are just like him, and believing it, you become it. It's a gift. You can't change anything. You can't even worship him without it coming first from the throne. The river comes from the throne. Second Peter 1.4 By which he has granted us his precious and very great promises, so that through them you may become partakers in the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption of the world because of sinful desire. You've escaped this by his promise that you can partake in the divine nature. What's the divine nature? God. You can partake of God. You are one with God. Romans 8.29 For of those he foreknew, he also predestined to be the conformed to the image, the likeness of his Son. You are the exact image of Christ. Not this, but you're a spirit. Your spirit is exactly like him. That was his goal right from the start, that you'd be exactly like him. He goes on to say, 
for he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So you are what he is. He's just the first. He's the oldest brother. You're a brother, but he's the first. You're a, he's the king of kings. You're a king. The king of kings, the kings that he's king of are you. He's a king of kings. You're the kings. But he's the king of kings. You're priests. He's the high priest. But we're all priests. We are exactly what he is, but he was first. 2 Corinthians 5.14 says, Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that he, we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who received his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and was raised for them. Galatians 5.17 For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the, spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. Therefore, as anyone, 2 Corinthians 5.17 Therefore, as anyone is in Christ... He's a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. And this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ and God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. As some say, if any man be in Christ, he's in a whole new world. You're a new creation. What you are, you never were before. You are in Christ, you are now this man God. Whatever you always say Christ came to earth and was God and man together, that thing, the great incarnation, that's what you are. The same thing, right now. That's why you can do those things and greater. How good do you have to be? God, Jesus said, be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. How much more reading the Bible do you have to do to get there? Or are you going to receive it as a gift? Yeah? Ephesians 2.6, For he raised us from the dead, along with Christ, and seated us with him in heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ. You're one with Christ. You're where He is. So He has raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with Him. I think that's good. <laughs> yeah? So I just did that to frame things up. And now, you know, when we get all your teachings, if the teaching doesn't apply to Christ, it doesn't apply to you. When your emotions say one thing, well, your emotions aren't your boss. If you appeal to your emotions, they'll rule over you. If you appeal to your body, it will rule over you. If you appeal to this court, it will rule over you. This is perfect love, grace, acceptance, and all the resources of Christ. You want to appeal to this, because this is who you are. This is your territory. Don't go to Iran to get a defamation case against the Quran settled. Mm -hmm. Don't go there, okay? Everything you appeal to here, you appeal to here. If it can't affect Christ, it can't affect you. The devil touches him not. The devil touches you not. That's the Bible says. That goes against all our teaching. We've got to learn how to defeat the devil, not open doors to the devil and all these things. A lot of effort, a lot of teaching, a lot of study. You've got to learn it for every area. So I'll finish by saying this. This works by hope. Roman's hope. Realm 2 is faith, and realm 3 is love, or we say grace. Okay? Hope, faith, and love. If you are purely a first realm person, purely created, like as Christians are only believe in the tangible what's here now, and a demon manifests, okay, a higher court is ruling over you. What happens? You freak out, <laughs> don't you? You freak out. 
If you move up here and you start learning some spiritual laws, okay, you know you can take demons on. If you look, you're a bit here and the demon manifests, you think, oh, I haven't read my Bible, didn't go to church, watched Glee. Oh, no, I don't watch Glee, I don't know. I just trying to be culturally relevant, okay? You think, this devil is going to smash me. I can't touch, I'm not, I'm, don't touch this, you know. If you've been pretty good, you know your stuff, you're gonna, it's a Western shootout. May the best guy win. The devil's there. You're there. We're going to take this on, you know. You know, come out in Jesus' name. You know, no, we come out. Come out in Jesus' name. No. Yes. No. Blood of Christ. And you've got eight hours. That's what's going to happen, isn't it? If you're on top of your game, you'll smash it. You know, you, you've... Applied the blood, you blood your house, you've cleaned your spiritual heritage up, you've got the armor on, you know your scriptures back to front, you know, you've got the garlic and holy water, you've got everything going on, you, you'll take it out. But still, that's only for a few people who really got to act together consistently. But if they take a hit to their soul, like their wife leaves them, that all goes, doesn't it? Dunk, it goes. Or you can be like Jesus, who cast out demons with a word. With a word. When you read the Gospels, there's only one person you can relate to. Because in the Gospels, there's only one person that's born from above. And so you minister as he ministers. Why is this person blind or deaf, whatever it was? Is it because he sinned or his parents sinned? Doesn't matter. Is, you know, is it these laws? You know, what, what? Doesn't matter. Jesus doesn't ask anything. Did a, why is this, why, hey, my son's demonized. Well, what have you been doing? Do you use widgie boards? Uh, <laughs> have you, you know, uh, got um, voodoo in your past? Did you read, did you go to a tarot reader? Does Jesus ask any of those questions? These laws, these laws, doesn't care. They're carnal. It's the tree of knowledge of good and evil. He doesn't even want to know about it. That's why he died. He doesn't want to know about those things. He just cleans it up. Yet the higher court just rules over so if you're, a hope per- if you're only here, you pray by hope. This is your highest court. You throw up dreams, prayers like this. God, I need money. And you just hope that God in his mercy will rend the heavens and come down. That, they're hope prayers. Okay? If you're a, you learn some spiritual laws. You learn some more. Okay? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay? Faith. And that faith, everything rules over. So my hope is going to go as high as my faith. I've learned a few things. Okay? I, I see that. If I believe something, confess with my mouth, it will come. You know, my hope raises. Or I see that um, seed time and harvest always happens all the time. If I sow, it will happen. I know. And your hope rises to level your faith. You level your faith and rise up, 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 up. Hope, faith. And you can only go as high as your faith is. But here, you're in love. You're in covenant. Everything you hear is yours. Here, the law will always stir up sin. Law stirs up sin. Knowing good and evil always makes you sin. You know what's right, you want to do wrong. Like the kid. Hey, hey little baby, yeah, yeah, how you going? Whatever you do, don't touch those guitars. Don't touch those guitars. Anyway, I'm going to go. What's... <laughs> the baby was never going to touch the guitars until you said, don't touch those guitars. It stirs up sin. That's what it always does. Okay, there's some immorality at our church. One of the deacons has got his girlfriend pregnant. Okay, no boys and girls in cars together. Uh, no one's allowed to go to the movies and these list of movies are wrong and we've got to have accountability partners. Very wise, according to this. You've just stirred up sin. 
You've just guaranteed what's going to happen. It's good and evil. I've done some good things. Evil's coming. Or love. You are loved. This is how precious you are. This is what was paid for you. This is the future you have. All sin is trying to get what's freely available by your own strength. That's all it is. Sex is trying to get what's freely available. Intimacy, whatever a guy wants, whatever a girl wants. Stealing money, hoarding money. Um, me defending my own name and trying to get vindication. Me undermining that person over there to make myself feel better. I'm only trying to get what's freely available by my own strength. That's what all sin is. You go there, you can get it for free. Because God wants to give you everything, everything, everything. Nothing's held. He didn't hold back his son. What more would he hold back from you? Nothing. It's all given to you. Wow, all the scriptures are true. Like, wow, it's amazing. Okay, I've said a lot. That's very good. Um, this is the gospel, and this is just the start of the gospel. It actually gets a lot crazier than this. I only said this so we can knock out old thinking. Because if I went to the, the, what it is, but you, you think, oh, how about this, and how about that, and pastor said this, and all that, and I learned this, and I read this book. Okay, but now you can place it. Unless it's given freely, unless it applies to Christ, it doesn't apply to you. You're everything that he is, you're nothing that he's not. The end. Yeah? <laughs> the end. Amen. <laughs> So I just want to pray, and then uh, we can just chill out. It's going to be good, yeah? Okay. Father, everything comes from revelation. Everything's from you. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, and we just want to receive. We just want to receive everything. We just want, we want to receive the desire to love you. We want to receive the desire to worship you. We want to receive righteousness. We want to receive everything. It all comes from above, qualified in Christ. He has qualified us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We receive Lord, may everything which is good and true find good soil and multiply, Lord. That's the way your kingdom works. We are good soil. We just say you are good and we know this is going to happen. We're at rest and then the word has its effect. It comes with everything it needs and it grows the kingdom within us. We become tall trees and the birds can rest in us. Praise you. You are so wise. You're so wise. If you told us, we wouldn't have believed it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Fantastic. Thank you.